0: Wait, what? Wait, what? We're on. We are live. Hey, you. Hey, you. How goes it? Uh, It goes. Welcome back to the land of the living.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) Not really feeling too alive. Still? Man, it's been a physically draining two weeks. It's been a mentally draining two weeks it's just it's been it's been two weeks man mm. but you know it's, it's a, not doom and gloom it's not end of the world it's just it's just been a lot it's just been a lot
0: well did this did this feel worse than salmonella or equal to salmonella
1: honestly maybe a little worse wow i genuinely oh. think i almost Died Monday night. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which I know that's a statement to make, right? But right? um, I really actually do think I was like dying Monday night. I'm not lying. Um
0: well. Yeah. So much so that you finally went to a a clinic.
1: After what I experienced Monday night, you better believe I drug my happy ass to a doctor first thing Tuesday. (laughs)
0: <laughs> after after me imploring you, please go to a clinic. And, or
1: was I Tuesday when we talked? Tuesday that. was when I we
0: talked about <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay, well, that. I'm a man. <laughs>
1: I never said I'm a man. I never <laughs> use the phrase I'm a man unless I do something really like embarrassing, and then I go, "Well, I'm just a man." You know, I'll tell my girlfriends that, but otherwise, um... no, no, no. Tuesday was was when I was still kind of refusing to go to the doctor. Monday night almost died. (laughs) Tuesday, I kind of refused to go to the doctor. Wednesday, I was like, okay, there is something definitely wrong
0: with me. I am going to a doctor. So
1: goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just remember when we talked and like you immediately did not sound good. I was just like, (laughs) like, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Courtney. (laughs) Yeah, hey Gordon. I'm feeling so good. I was just like, "Oh my God, (laughs) what the hell?" (laughs) It's like, "Dang, you promised me you'd go to a clinic at least." I'm not saying go to the Uh ER. Go
1: to, no, I'm not doing that. I'm a man. I, I never said I'm a man. I just said, I don't go to doctors. I don't go. You know what? You know what this clinic trip was? It was a waste of my $300. That's what this clinic trip was. <laughs> it was a waste of my money.
0: How so? Did they not prescribe you medicine?
1: Do I just need to like get into my week? Should I just hit it?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we people want to know why why there was a a two-week delay well really
1: nothing else in my week was that important besides me almost dying um (laughs) except man was work hell for the past two weeks
0: (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. and the fact that you still went to work i'm kind of i only
1: went to work one of those days um i and once because i was checking myself all day i was very sick but there were literally no managers scheduled, and so I told one of my guys, who's like very trustworthy, I was like, "Dude, I kind of need you to run the store today. Like, I can't work. I can't handle people's food." I was like, "I'm honestly like, I'm gonna sit in the lobby. I'm gonna work on schedule. I'm gonna do invoices. If you need me, I will help you, but I really can't do it today." And he's like, "No, of course. Like, I can literally see on your face, dude. Like, go sit down. I'll do it." So he's running the store for me. I'm really sitting in the lobby, pretty much the entire day, just like suffering, and like you know, answering questions because all of my managers were off my one, the general manager was on vacation and my other two guys take Mondays off. Normally the GM runs Mondays by himself. It was me, but then I'm sick, like sick. And so I didn't have any other managers. So when they had a question about something, a manager needed to fix, I would have to like help them. But normally it was just do this, do this, do that. I didn't really, I don't think I made a single person sandwich that day because I didn't want to get someone sick. Well, that's Um, a plus. I yeah. was very
0: concerned about that, and I had uh, the health department on standby. Yeah, okay, Courtney. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, you know, let's let's wait until he says what he did, and then uh, <laughs> we'll swoop in and shut that shit down. But okay, <laughs> you did not make anybody's food, so that's no, it.
1: I didn't. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but like I kept feeling, and there's this there's this girl there. She's like. 21. She's like a mom. Her name is Rosalinda. I call her Rojo, though. Like, Rojo Jojo. Like, Mojo Jojo from the Power Patrols. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a little ball of evil. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like Rojo can you please check my head like I'm so sick and she would like check my head she's like no you don't have a fever and then like at like 8.30 mind you we close at 9 o'clock at like 8.30 I'm like Rojo please check my head she's like oh my god you're hot she doesn't check me I was running 102.3 oh my god and so I'm like oh smelly who's like he's the guy I was, running. I was like I'm leaving like I'm not gonna be here anymore I was like I was like don't worry about the money because he doesn't know how to do that part. I'm like, leave it a major. I will count it in the morning when I – because I was scheduled Tuesday. I'm like – and in my mind, I'm like, I'm coming to work the next day. Luckily, my bosses were like, no, you're staying your ass home. But, yeah. um, well, I went up there and I like talked to and them. You
0: went up little- there anyway.
1: No, no, no. I went up there and talked to them about a couple things. And then I went home. When I called you and I was like, hey, I'm currently like leaving work, I was just up there talking to my bosses. Um, uh, so this is all on Monday, right? So I leave. I get, so
0: hard
1: day, I get home i get home and i have a thermometer in my cabinet i keep checking myself so i peaked at 102.5 um it's like 10 o'clock at night i'm laying in bed trying to sleep and this is genuinely when i think i'm like actually dying um do you know in like you know like in movies when they're trying to convey that somebody's really sick or disoriented and everything's kind of like wavy and foggy and like uh you know what i'm saying That's literally how I was seeing the world. It's like when you lay down when you're really, really, really drunk, like that's how it was only like 10 times worse. And then like, I would lay one way and my entire body would just ache and like almost pulsate in a weird way. I would lay the other way and my stomach would feel like it was about to just like literally my entire, I was about to puke my intestines up and then like. I was just hot. I mean, like I had my fans running, I didn't have the covers on and I was just hot. And I would just like, and then I would be like freezing cold and I'd have to cover myself. And then I would just be burning hot. And for like four or five hours, I think like, I think I finally got restful sleep about 3am, but from like 10 to 3am, I am just literally tossing and turning like shaking, shaking, pain like feeling like and i didn't throw up but i just felt that way like it's how my body was feeling and then like i started like having dreams and then the dreams are getting freaky like like in my head i'm like this isn't real like none of this is real and then like and i remember this specifically and i told my friend about this and she's like what she's like you have problems but there was a man in my room and the man kept saying none of this is real none of this is real none of this is actually (laughs) happening to you. None of this is real. And I'm like, is this a sleep paralysis demon? What's going on? Literally for five hours, that was my life. And then I guess I kind of woke up on Tuesday and I woke up on, I didn't have a fever when I woke up, but the bosses were like, nah, stay your ass home. So I stayed home. And then um, I went up there just to talk to them about like work stuff for like an hour, but we were outside or whatever. Um, and I get back Tuesday, I start running another fever. Luckily, Wednesday was my day off. So then Wednesday I went to a doctor. He goes, Yeah, you have a virus. He's like, you know, it doesn't really have a need, just have a virus, like it's just a viral infection, like just a virus. You just need to lay down, take lots of get lots of rest, take ibuprofen and tylenol to reduce your headache and body pains, and it'll wear itself out. Oh, thanks. You mean exactly what I was doing? You mean literally, I was literally taking two Tylenol, three ibuprofen every six hours since I started getting a fever and a headache and body pains. I was laying down. I was drinking tons of fluids. You're telling me I spent $318 to be fucking told exactly what I already knew.
0: And I hopefully told you to don't go to work.
1: Well, yeah, but I wasn't doing that either.
0: That wasn't on the list.
1: I wasn't going to work either.
0: Um... You just said that you went up there to talk to them. Outside of the building. Done. Couldn't have been done on a phone call. No, I wanted to talk to one person. Yeah. See? Hard-headed.
1: <laughs> um, and then like Thursday, I and my, I didn't run a fever at all Wednesday, so Wednesday I was all clear. So Thursday, I'm like, I'm going to work. I'm all right. I got this. And it wasn't terrible. Thursday wasn't terrible. I was a little groggy. I was a little like woozy, you know, still dealing with like little some like head pains, but everything else was fine. I didn't pop a fever for the whole day. Honestly, I felt okay. And then by Friday, I was feeling 100 percent again and everything was back to normal. But like, I know I'm I know I sound dramatic. But I have never felt the way I felt in that like five hour stretch on Monday night. Like, I dead ass think I was dying, bro. <laughs> like, I might like, I've had salmonella, I had COVID, I've had, you know, flus, colds, all this stuff. I, I've never felt that level of like pain. Deliria? is that a word? Deliria, yeah. Right, deliria delirious?
0: is delirious, is a word, but I don't think delirium.
1: I'll look it up. It might be, I don't know if it is, but that level of deliriousness, that level of pain, that level of just confusion, that hot cold, hot cold, hot cold, like it, it was insane, dude. Like I've never I don't even know, man. I don't know if pandemic round two coming or something like that. But that was like out of this world pain.
0: Oh. Wow. Yeah. Still going to work. Thursday probably should not have been the day you went to work. I was alright. So Thursday is when you made the viral burgers.
1: No, I wasn't viral.
0: The the viral scene.
1: I was told I could go back to work once I did not have a fever for 24 hours and as long as I wasn't throwing up. And I was not throwing up and I went all day Wednesday without a fever. (laughs) So I was good. I followed exact Mm. doctor's orders. Hmm. Do Hmm.
0: Okay. Okay, well, wait, what, listeners, if, if you weren't yeah. feeling so good Thursday after a visit, you know, to your favorite soap sandwich place, then now you know why. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that was not the situation. and Everyone made it out okay, and everyone is fine. But we don't know what caused this viral infection.
1: Well, thank you for caring that I was sick, Courtney. I do appreciate that you giving a shit instead of you know insulting me going to work.
0: Hello, I've been concerned, and I was <laughs> expressing that concern. So don't be a dick and, and try to change it <laughs> to something that it's not. So just quit it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just stop. Just stop.
1: Oh, that was quick today. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You, you you on one today? You good? Yeah, I'm all Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on one right now. I followed exact doctor's orders. I got the okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, oh my god, you're such a workaholic. They, I,
1: they told you're me twenty four hours no fever, don't throw up. You're going to go back to work. So that's you're what workaholic.
0: I did. You are a workaholic. But you think, you, I,
1: you think
0: I almost it. died on Monday or what? Um, I don't know if you almost died, but it sounds like you were very sick. I don't know about almost dying. As someone who is who has had a doctor tell me that I've almost died, I don't know if you were at that quite at that level yet. But It sounds like you were definitely very, very sick. And it was very, rugged. good. For sure. For <laughs> sure. It was so, a lot, man. I am glad, glad that you were okay. You know, you're all and all that. You're trying to worry about scheduling and recording. I'm just like, dude, it's okay. We not <laughs> put this show out every single week. There is no law in the books that says that this has to be done. So just just it's okay.
1: I just it's hate feeling like they like inconvenience people's time. You know, like we've had it planned that we're gonna record them, and I'm like hey i can't do it like i don't know i just feel
0: feel bad when i do that okay you feel bad that, that doesn't stop it from <laughs> i mean hello this this is not kidneys and livers this is not livers and kidneys this is not a life or death situation so we're recording the show because it's fun i mean it's it's something to do but it's not life or death for sure And even our listeners who, I just, I find out more and more people listen. Even today, I got another, like, during a phone call, I was told that, you know, I listen to your show. And I'm just like, oh, (laughs) oh, poo, (laughs) you listen to the show too? What
1: do you think whenever people tell you that? Like, what's your, like, initial?
0: Well, it's always, it's the same. It's like, what have I said about this person? <laughs> that makes you know, so what much sense. Said, what have I said to piss them off? Yeah. And this particular listener, yeah, I've said plenty to, <gasps> to yeah. Like yeah. And so for this person to tell me that they've listened mm-hmm. to the show was a little bit mortifying. Is However, a, I'm sorry, finish your talk. Told me that I appreciate that you guys tell the truth. And the truth is a lot of times it's very uncomfortable, but you're ta- you're telling people things that need to be told and things that are a lot of other people are afraid to talk about. But you talk about it and you do it, you know, you, you just tell the truth. And how, whoever feels that way about the truth is just how they feel about the truth. So, I, but still, knowing that this particular person listens to the show, that's a little different. Is it somebody so, that
1: we mutually know? Yes. Because I got a phone call from somebody that we mutually know today, but I was at work, and when I got off work, I went to dinner, and I was like, oh, I'll shoot him a call tomorrow. <laughs> so is someone that we mutually saw when we went and had drinks that night and watched Stephanie perform?
0: No. Okay,
1: good, because I'm like, I don't remember saying
0: that, like anything really bad about him. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't talk bad about him, no.
1: Oh, Okay. No, um, text me who it was. I'm curious. It's just a name.
0: <laughs> you know I don't touch this phone. That's right, that's right. Show I'll, text time you. I'll remind
1: you afterwards. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a a post show conversation. Okay, understood. But um, yeah, that was a lot. So your past two weeks have just basically been recovering and we
1: had a major drama thing happen at work but i don't Uh-oh. think the bosses would appreciate me talking about it publicly but i will give you off the pod tea about that and then yeah i was just really sick
0: oh wow yeah did the did the submarine go down
1: <laughs> no no no. it's not <laughs> nothing that severe but it's something that i know you'll it's tea you'll be invested in for sure but it's just i just don't want to not around you know not where random people could hear it.
0: yes Yes, I am giddy. (laughs) I am am giddy with anticipation.
1: I want you guys to know that because, like, me and Courtney say this all the time, we don't free talk about anything on this show. So when someone comes on, and oh my god, when someone comes on and says something that we're both very like really, there's almost always a after the pod call and a well, what's going on? (laughs) <laughs> right yeah like because we really don't talk at all about what's going to be discussed on the show
0: not at all no, like we don't even text about it like literally the only time we talk about the show is if there's a guest yep that's that's it <laughs> it's just like hey I, I want to bring this person on and it's like okay same you know same time blah 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 you know it. so that's that's it as far as show talk that's it that's it yep (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna have to have a post-show conversation that's yeah we will have to have a post-show conversation very cool so um let's see so so i guess that's it for your weekly roundup
1: yeah, I really don't have too much. It was really just a, a a ton of work, like the most I've worked since I moved back, which is fine. I've had it pretty easy, so I didn't mind. I didn't mind going hard for two weeks,
0: but yeah. Right on. Right on. Oh my gosh, there's there's some so there's one other thing that I want to ask you about, but I can't ask you about. Why not? Because you don't want me to ask you about it. Is it about my dating life?
1: Yes. That's no longer happening. (sighs) It's nothing bad, Courtney. It's just... Audible gasp. (gasps) It's just, at the end of the day, I need dick, bro.
0: (laughs) So it finally came to that point.
1: And we had a conversation about it, and it was very just mutual. Like, you know what? We've been friends for years. It's totally fine with... We're not even worried about it. It's cool. Like, like everything in the friendship is a hundred percent solid. I was just like, yeah, "I need dick." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not built for this."
0: <laughs> oh my god! See, you keep dropping all of these clues.
1: I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is what it is. I, I don't, I'm not. I'm still not going to mention a name. But it is what it is at that point. You know what I mean?
0: So do you, do you think all parties involved are have knowledge of the situation?
1: <sighs> no, we both are pretty sure that it wasn't We're both pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> we are both pretty sure that we got away with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you think that all parties involved will have knowledge after this episode airs?
1: No, I don't think so. I really don't because <laughs> I'm just the lovable gay guy, you know? So
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: But, um, I it was, yeah, it was not anything bad. I just, I say I'm bisexual, but at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just this is. Just...
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I it understand. ain't working. <laughs> I understand. So. I understand.
1: So yeah, it was no. a very just amicable. Like, hey, literally, no worries, whatever. We gave it a shot. It's cool, you know. But <laughs> I just had to come to Jesus moment with myself. I was like, what? What are we doing here, Damien <laughs>
0: <laughs> This ain't you. <laughs> So, well, you know, I uh, I was wondering about all that. I've been wondering about all those situations. So. You know, you could pick up a phone and call and ask me anytime you need to. Well, you know, I knew that you were on your deathbed. I didn't want to disturb. Oh, my that. deathbed. <laughs> didn't want to disturb the deathbed. So. Yeah, I feel that. I didn't know if you were being nursed properly, so you know, was uh, I
1: was all by my lonesome. Yeah, I had to deal with it all by myself.
0: And then so, I was
1: all oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just so this viral load happened and then in and, and then the and then the breakup or it was like the it breakup was, and then all of a sudden viral load? It was yeah, breakup first, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't even know. I mean, like, I guess yeah, it was a breakup. But it really was just so easy for us both to be like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It was a weird little, little moment. Okay. But uh,
0: we're gonna go strictly dickly for a little bit. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the team. I yeah, knew you yeah, would yeah. never live. The uniform's still right over there in the corner. So you know it's all um, my, good. My jock strap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there in the corner.
1: I'm going back to my uh community Same activities. On. You guys can expect to hear a lot about community activities from, from now on. <laughs> you gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The community's been missing me. It's probably in disarray, you know. I gotta get out there and I gotta start fixing it up, you know. I gotta I gotta work overtime on it.
0: Really. Oh my goodness. <sighs> <sighs> terrible i've taken a community break like i i, I don't uh, blame you i deleted the account i uh deleted the app the famous like account this, delete this has been about two or three weeks now good for you how how you feeling fine most of the days <laughs> most of the time i'm fine but you know there there are times when i'm just like man. I sure do miss the community. There are times when you find
1: yourself awake at eleven o'clock at night,
0: just <laughs> <laughs> like man, what's going on in the community? More you know, like one, more like one a.m. Come on, eleven is early for me.
1: You're know, like, I wonder if these same fifty-year-old men that have been on here for the past ten years are still here. <laughs> right. Let's see, because it never changes. Like exactly. I moved away for damn near three years and came back and was like, wow,
0: it's the same people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same people. Yeah, but what about your week, Courtney? So uh, the past couple of weeks, I've not done a whole lot of stuff. Um, one of those days, there was a going away party for um, Tim and John, a couple that had moved here from from I think they were coming from North Dakota or something, uh, somewhere way far away, and moved here to West Texas to move them and had become involved with the Pride Center of West Texas. Tim uh, eventually became the chair of the Basin Pride Committee that puts on the uh, Basin Pride. And he was the chair when we had last had uh, the celebration here in Midland. And so that was when he and I really got to know each other and work together. And, and um, Tim is just a fantastic person. I mean, his husband, uh, John, uh, worked for one of the oil companies and he got a promotion. And so uh, they both, they moved to Houston. And so we uh, had one big, big hoorah for them and say goodbye to them. And um, Tim was one of the people when, uh, and it's hard to believe, like a year ago, this past week, I think it was, or last week. Uh, was when that Beto O'Rourke rally happened here in Midland that I was the opening speaker for. And uh, Tim was in attendance. And that was the first time, you know, know, people kept telling him about the things that I do and how politically involved I am and, Mm. you know, all all those type of things. But he, you know, to know me, (laughs) to know me one-on-one, you don't ever, I just don't feel like I come off as that guy. And so I feel like Tim was very like, yeah, okay, this guy, he says he's this guy, but I don't know if he's really this guy. Well, he went to the rally and heard me speak and saw the reaction, and he was just like, oh, shit, he is this guy. And I'm introducing him to Beto O'Rourke, and we, and we had like a group photo. And um, um, the host of the party, Patty. She had put together this little memory book and she took she printed out all these different pictures. And that picture from that rally with us standing with Beto was the one she put in the memory book. And as I was preparing for the party, I was thinking and, and I was thinking of, you know, my, my lasting memory of Tim. It was from that night because he heard me give a speech that I wish was recorded. I know people have bits and pieces and I know people have recordings of it, but I've never, I've like not been able to hear that speech uh, from beginning to end again. Mm. And uh, which is usually the case. I say stuff and I don't ever get to hear it again. It's, it's, it's lost and gone to other people's memories. But, you know, I remember being there and I remember kind of what I was saying, but, I was just feeding off the crowd and, and it was just, I remembered at one point, you know, just everyone was on their feet and everyone was really excited by what I was saying. And I felt like a Baptist preacher. That's why, why, why those sermons go on so long in the black church is because once you get an amen, then you just want to get another amen. and <laughs> You just want to keep going and keep going. And, uh, I felt like that's what I did in that particular speech, and and uh, I just I just remember seeing Tim in the audience, and him being so supportive. And afterwards, he was just like, "Yeah, you you are who you say you are," and uh, that just became an even stronger bonding moment for the two of us. So that was that happened. That was one of the days. Um, what else happened? Uh, we finally had our first meeting for Project Blueprint for this next coming up year. Uh, really excited to get that kicked off again. Uh, this time we're gonna open it up to the general public and we want uh, anyone who's listening, uh, I've talked about Project Blueprint before basically, it's with the United Way and it's, um, we are training minorities in the community um, on how to be member members of a board of directors. And there are so many different um, organizations, nonprofits and for-profit organizations who are seeking to diversify their leadership. And that's where we come into play by, by presenting them with uh, candidates who are worthy, who are trained and ready uh, to be those voices on, uh, be those voices of diversity uh, on their different boards of directors. And so, I'm excited to start a new class. Uh, If anyone is listening, is interested, or you know someone who is a minority, and I'll define minority as being someone who's um, basically non-white, man or woman, um, or anything in between, for that matter. Uh, If you are interested in, in learning more, you know someone who is who should be, you know, in a leadership position like this, and just has not had the opportunity uh, to join a board, to be on, to be recognized for something like that. Uh, please send them my way. Let me know so that I can get them the application. And we can get the ball rolling. We want a, a bigger next class. We want a stronger next class, and uh, we're looking to continue to do some really great things. Uh, for the city of Midland, and that just, you know, it happens when you have more people at the table with different experiences than what you have, so really excited about the next year Project Blueprint. This will be my second uh, s- my second season as the chair, which makes it my last season as the chair. We'll be passing that off to someone else at the end of this uh, this term, and I can go back to being a regular citizen. So I am uh, excited about that. Project Blueprint. Awesome. Um, this past week, I had a stress test. Month. The, I finally got in to see a cardiologist uh, cardiologist over in Odessa. And I'm not even going to try to say his name. It starts with an A and ends with a K. And there are a whole bunch of letters in between. <laughs> and so uh, he seems really nice and everything. So I went for my first visit and just we just kind of got some background information and everything. And then he had me go and do uh, – he first got an a, a echocardiogram or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he had me do a chemical stress test, which a stress test is basically when they – Um, they put all these monitors on your heart and they want to see it, how your heart reacts uh, to different stresses And the stress, usually being um, you're on a treadmill and you're running or or walking quickly on the treadmill. And, you know, it's an opportunity to accelerate your heart rate and what does your body look like when it's accelerated and uh, how does your blood flow? So they injected me with some sort of nuclear ink. And that's exactly how she described it, as nuclear ink. What? Huh?
1: I just, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And and so she injected this, and they did an IV, and she injected it straight into my veins so that basically, under the right light, my blood vessels, like, all the, you would see the blood flow in my body. And they do this to make sure that they are on any clogs or aren't uh, like any, any arteries or veins that are kind of clogged up or any places where there's slow movement. And then they put me in this big, like a MRI machine, but it was different than the ones I've always seen where it's like just the tube. This had this, like this bed that you slide, like the bed slides down and rather than the You go into a tube. It's like this thing that kind of wraps over you, and it takes pictures from different angles. Okay, and it's it was really kind of cool. It wasn't really all that scary. It was like hella uncomfortable, but uh, but the whole thing it just took so long. That was the only thing that was it was so long just because once they put the ink in you, the nuclear waste in you, then it's like. 45 minutes to make sure it goes all the way through your blood flow and everything. and Then they do this. They, they injected me with something that was like, I guess it was like an adrenaline. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. like for some people, the nurse said for some people, it makes them feel like they they're running on a treadmill for other people. It's just, you know, it makes their heart rate go up real quick for me. All it did was made me breathe a little harder and it was just for a minute. And she said, this won't last very long. Whatever happens, it's not going to be like a long time. And so the whole time they're taking my, my blood pressure and she took my blood pressure like three times in the course of this, you know, probably two or three minute situation. And, uh, and then we went back and then we waited a little bit longer and then we went back to the machine and did another, um, you know, another MRI or whatever it is. And so all of that took about four hours. And so uh that was interesting, uh very time consuming. Mm. And I rewarded myself with the Chinese buffet. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was over in Odessa and I liked their I like their buffet king a lot better than I like uh the buff the Chinese buffet in Midland. There was some why. kind
1: of uh Chinese buffet my sorry I'm setting up there's some kind of Chinese buffet place my grandmother used to take me to in Odessa, and I cannot remember the name of it. I'm sure it's not even open anymore, but it was so – I
0: love that place. Was it, like, behind the mall?
1: Gob yeah, I don't remember. I was really young at that time. Okay. Because
0: yeah. this place is, is behind Music City Mall. Okay. And it's just, it's just my favorite. But anyway, I went there. And I uh, got the results, and everything is fine. Everything looked good. They called me the, like the next day, just like. And of course, when they called like that quick, I'm just like, "Oh shit! <laughs> why, <laughs> why are y'all calling with results?" And uh, I think I was on a call when they called first. When they first called, so I had to call them back, and then, you know, me calling in the back to find out, like not knowing why they were calling, and just. It just made it just stressed me out. Then I called and finally got in touch with somebody and they're just like, oh well, we just want to give you the results from your tests and everything looks great and we'll see you at your next scheduled appointment. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Great. You're like, sweet. <laughs> I mean now they injected you with nuclear waste, so they're gonna get you for another appointment, all right.
0: All right. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're gonna get you <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I feel like Maybe I've been bitten by this, but maybe I have some superpowers that I just haven't quite unlocked yet. Yeah. As I sit here and, and flick my wrist, hoping some web goo comes out or something. I don't, I don't know. I still
1: try probably three times a day to use the Force and it never works.
0: Oh, yeah. My, but my Force game is pretty strong. I feel like I can move small pebbles. Okay. Okay,
1: small force pebbles, track. yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, what else? What else is going on in my world? So, and this is going to sort of kind of get into what's on my mind. Um, school board, the, the new year session officially starts, has started. And now the school board meetings will be on Tuesday nights rather than Monday nights. Uh, this recording, just, just for the sake of transparency, is happening on a Monday night rather than our normal Tuesday night. And so, um, you know, this may be a, have to be a change. I don't know. We'll see. But now school board meetings are going to be happening on a Tuesday. And this particular school board meeting is going to be very interesting. Okay. Uh, for one, um, the, uh, what is it called? The uh, Bond Planning Committee. Will finally present to the school board, and as I understand it, the it, the school board is not really excited about the plan that's going to be presented, and so this is going to be a lot like. And so,
1: may I just du- really quick, this is the bond to
0: do new high schools. Yes. Okay. Cool. Sorry. Go on. So there are two propositions that will be presented. Uh, to the school board for the next bond. Proposition A is to build two new high schools, two new replacement schools, um, and to modify uh, existing midland freshmen and existing um, legacy high into middle schools and turn all those and turn the four existing junior highs also into middle schools that encompass sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, while the two new high schools will be nine through twelve. And so that's that's proposition A. Proposition B is to build a new elementary school um, on the north side of town, and in in uh, the second part of that is this big. Safety, uh, safety improvement plan, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to cost another like $50 million or something like that. And that's Prop B. People can vote for A and B together uh, or they can just choose one of them or they can choose none of them. So right now there's some consensus, some conversation among the school board members about what are they going to actually do and there's fear because of the name change. Remember that committee, that rigged committee let me point let me put that out there. <laughs> that rigged committee that created that stupid acronym, and that's what they wanted. uh-huh and then and then the school board didn't listen to their recommendation, and they got all butt hurt because they tried to be little smarties. And do something that the school board was just like, no, we're not going to sign on to that. Well, because of all of that situation, there is fear by the school board about not accepting the, the the plan of this bond committee. They feel like they're they're obligated to do whatever this bond committee wants to do. You know, I remind them, no, you don't have to do that. You're the ones in charge, and if it doesn't make sense to you, then you have the ability to modify it. It, Ultimately, the decision is the school board's about what the people go and vote for. It's not the decision of uh, of that committee. So, you know, I've been in conversation with school board members over the past couple of weeks, and just talking about different things. Uh, involved in that. And that's going to be a, that's going to be a big thing. So that's, that's part of tomorrow's school board meeting. Another part of it is discussing the new code of conduct that MISD is to adapt uh, or adopt rather. And rather than doing it in-house and coming up with something, they're going with something that's developed by people who don't live anywhere close to Midland uh, and are making some very generalized rules of conduct that really don't apply to what we do here and uh, wanting to accept it. But part of those generalized uh, rules of conduct is they use a lot of um, uh, race diversity metrics. Meaning that when they when a kid goes to the office, it's important for them to know if it was a Hispanic kid, was it a black kid, was it an Asian kid, was it a white kid. And you keep tally of these things so that you know the race of the student that's getting in trouble. Now, if it's the same kid that goes to the office every single week, let's say Little black boy goes to the office. Same little black boy goes to the office every single day. So five days, this black boy goes to the office. Same Mm -hmm. kid. However, when the reporting is done, it looks like five black kids went to the office. Really? And not just one. And so it skews the numbers. Right. Even though it's just one student causing the, the issue, it makes it look like there are five students that caused the issue.
1: Why is it tallied like that?
0: I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. And most of the people who I've talked to don't have the answer to that. But that, like, I don't like the fact that it's keeping up with these kids by race anyway. Right, I, for sure. You know, for me, I'm just looking at it like, what does that really have to do with anything? For sure we want to solve the problems and just identifying the problems by race is not solving the problem. Also, when to highlight that, you don't have the proper staffing to meet the needs of every single minority uh, within our, our district. So what good is it to, to track them, you know, to say all oh, the, the black kids are causing all the problems? Well, it's not like you have any black educators our black staff to, to help correct the problem. They're not here. We don't have any. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to be coming anytime soon. So I don't really understand that part of it. I don't like that part of it. Um, But you know, that's, that's where we are. This new code of conduct. There's another piece of it that says that uh, if, if one kid sexually assaults another kid, that the kid that that sexually assaulted um, a, another student won't necessarily be removed from campus. They'll still be. They'll still like stay at the campus unless the parents of the student that was assaulted lobbies to the school board. Like, there's no middle ground. It's not like go to the teacher or go to the principal and state your case. It's no. You have to go to the school board and ask them to move the student. Like, it completely undercuts the authority of the the campus administrators. But that's the, you know, that would be the new rule, which just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It's not logical for anyone. So, you know, there are a lot of things in the new code of conduct that I don't necessarily like, that I don't know that the people who um, thought... That this would be a good idea, I'm not sure if they really understood what they were signing up for. But this is looking to be adapted and adopted uh, 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 for the district tomorrow at the school board meeting. Not excited about that. And I'm really interested. Yes, right. And then today. I wake up and I see on Facebook that Legacy Freshman has new fencing. They have put up this super tacky looking um, wire fence that has these brown slacks in them to make it kind of look like a wall. And they put that out on the like in the school part you know how the school was is open at at the very front where the bus buses go into well you don't know because that's not your school Uh, but it was open at the very front where the buses you know where kids got off the bus and could go right into the school it's a very open campus and that was always been one of the criticisms of legacy freshmen It's is so open it's just way too open well Apparently, you know, every and everyone, and so they put up this, these hideous looking fences. It looks cheap. It looks like, like there's, this could have been done so many better ways, but this.